0: Good morning, everybody. How you doing? A beautiful day. Beautiful day to be at the Bay. I hope you're enjoying. At the very beginning of the service, we had a video that ha- talked about all kinds of information about our church and what we're about. And, you know, if you're new, you might be paying attention. Some of us have seen that a hundred times, but it, it really is just a reminder of we'd love to get connected with you if you're new with us. And so we have what is called a connection card. And you heard about that. You can fill that out. And just taking next steps of involvement, maybe in a group, maybe in maybe in just steps in your faith. And, and also there's a place for a prayer request that you can put down too, for that. So I want to make, make you aware of that. And 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 also we have notes available for you to follow along to uh, keep you focused on the message this morning. You can get those digitally on that QR code that goes on the screen. But uh, we want to take a moment also and let you know we've got some really cool opportunities that we're having Ahead here in the next few weeks, and I want to make you aware of, and that is um, we are next weekend. We're not gathering here in this place, we're gathering down the street. And so, we're what we're calling Celebration Sunday. We're just going to be outdoors next week, and we're going to be gathering at the American Legion grounds. And so when you show up here and you'll forget, guess what? There'll be a sign on the door that will tell you to go down there. Still a 10 o'clock start. And, you know, if you were with us when we gathered in Blaine last year, you're going, we're not having that weather. Uh, that we, I, the weather is looking really, really good. Of course, we Lord in charge of that, but the, there's sunshine for that gathering. We're going to meet at 10 o'clock. If you could bring a lawn chair, there might be some picnic tables and things around there. It has a little shelter area, a little stage Got a neat little setup, but chairs would be great. Preferred if you brought your own chairs. And then we're gonna picnic afterwards. We're actually gonna provide lunch for everybody afterwards. Quick little lunch. We're gonna have some lawn games, some corn and just, just hang out and, and a, a time, of just celebrate a celebration weekend of freedom of God's given us. So next weekend for that, invite some friends to be a part of it. It'd be great to have you. And then I'm so excited to let everyone know today officially, we've got we're getting the word out that next. June is we're playing a trip to Israel. And so many of you have talked about this in years, a few years ago, we had a trip to Israel and, and you're like, I want to go. And finally, we're getting one on the calendar. Uh, for june 1st through the 11th of 2024 uh, we just got the information out And in fact there's some some handouts in the back some brochures that could give you information all about it you can go to our website we have a, a web link there that you could go when you find if you get our buzz you can just click on that there's a, you can even get registered right away for it but we are having an event on july 10th just an information night monday evening Seven o'clock right here, probably downstairs. We'll we'll gather and just and offer an offer opportunity to talk through a little bit more of the details. What's what's the cost really gonna look like with airfare and all that and how the trip's gonna the itinerary. And Lynette, who's on the stage, she was standing right up here, red-haired gal, she is our concierge. And for the trip She is the one coordinating with all the details And so you can talk with her about that But Christy and I are planning on going next year And we'd love for you to go with us to Israel If, if you've never gone before I, I do think it's the one trip in your lifetime to do You're thinking this might be the season for you to do it It is worth it It is amazing You read your Bible And it's it's it sometimes feels like black and white And the, the words It comes to, to life You won't be able to read your Bible Any more it, it's, it changes you and how you see the Word, your faith, and how you even view the work of Jesus. So it's a beautiful time. Hopefully you can be a part of that. And then the last thing to say before we jump in the message is that we have, when we do this each year, we try to is have a, a gathering for our people that serve in the church. You know, uh, I was thinking about we're not saved to sit, we're saved to serve, and, and that serving is, the, is really the the foundation, Jesus, the foundation, but who the arms and legs of the, the church are the people the people that are serving and so we want to appreciate you just have another barbecue that we're doing on the 16th uh we'll, if you sign up let us know uh maybe your team leader reach out to you for that we want to get a good count and once you get that we know you're coming we'll send you the address it's actually a private residence that we're gonna do and it's off sweet road in blaine and so it'd be a great evening together that we're gonna have for a serving appreciation barbecue on your behalf you don't have to bring a thing by the like, should I bring? No, it's for you. It's our paid staff, our, our small little group's going to be putting that on for this event. So let us know. Be part of it. Now, we're in this little series we started last week. Actually, not little. It's going to go through the summer called Grace and Grit. How I many you know you need a whole lot of grace? But there needs to be a little grit in life, a little bit get you going, encouraged that, that God brings you to do that. And so we're doing that through unpacking the parables of Jesus And in the one that we're going to look at this morning, it's going to talk about something very, very small, very, very tiny about God's kingdom. But, but I found in my life, and we've heard that bigger is better, that more is better, and and we get caught up in that a little bit. And uh, many years ago, uh, it was where, in fact, Christy and I served for several years as a youth pastor. In fact, there's people in this room that you were in our youth ministry, and you might remember this day where we used to do these events and. My era of being a youth pastor is you try to do big events, and the big events would get more kids to come out for these big things, and so we would have these events. In fact, it wasn't just a big event. We called it extreme event. We called it Friday Night Extreme, and we would do these events where we had these big inflatables, and then we we got broken down cars, and then we, we bashed them with sledgehammers, and we... We just, pyrotechnics, we did all kinds of things. And the challenge with me and with these extreme events is, you had to, you not just competed with what was out there, you competed with yourself. That each month we did this, you had to make the next month more extreme. Friday night extreme got more extreme and more extreme and more extreme as it went on. Pretty soon, i admit this, is that we ended up trying to be so extreme that we brought reptiles into the church. I'm not joking. There was this ministry called Predators of Heart. Even the word predator, is this not good? It doesn't... It, it's not good, and many different levels. But we had this ministry come in, and they brought these different reptiles. They like, kind of teach it. It's a nature thing, right? Bringing, bringing in there. But we brought in like a snapping turtle. We had a little baby alligator. We had a, a cobra snake that freaked everybody out, self included. And then at the at the moment in this event, this speaker gets up and says, we would love to see a white python wrap around your youth pastor." I'm like, wait a second, that's me. What did I just do? And they and pretty soon they're chanting, and, and had this nickname PD Mac, P- Pastor Dan Mackway, and they're cheering, PD Mac, they're cheering and these hundred kids are cheering with the thing. How many want to see this? And I'm like, and so I'm going up there, I'm like, oh Lord, what did I just do? How did I do this? And he began to wrap this white, there was like about a 35-foot python snake. Which Python, you know, also, I didn't know this until the moment, it also is one of those called a a restrictor. You know what a restrictor is? And so it's a snake that would squeeze around its prey, and it was me at that moment. Because I'm I'm there, and he's wrapping around and talking, and, and I would say just, have you ever experienced an unnerving feeling across your entire body? That's what was happening around my legs, my arms, and the snake here, and this, the head's over here, and in and, 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 and a moment, he, he leans over, and he goes, hey, if you could not be so scared because the snake senses your fear. <laughs> what? 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 You know, and, and, and I'm like, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, I'm now a little more fearful than just what you said. That's not helpful. And after it's over, I realize something, is you can take things too far. Yeah. There's a moment in line, like, I've crossed the line, we're done, okay? That, no more of that. So fortunately, I'm here and lived and all that, and, and just, but the feeling you ever got your life, you know, sucked out of you, that was the feeling, It squeezed in life, and so there's a lot of illustrations for that in life. But I would say this, that bigger's not only better, but we get hooked on the bigger, we get hooked on the extreme. We 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 don't really always think it's but maybe a little bit bigger house, a little bit nicer car, a little bit higher salary, or a little bit just a little bit more improvement in life. That and then listen, big's not bad, but it doesn't mean it's always better either. But we live for the, the mega, and the, and yet it's it's so elusive in our lives. And what we find is that that bigger is is and better is never never enough. And so let's be honest. When we compare that to our lives sometimes, what's bigger and better out there, we look at our own little life and going, I don't really think I've had much significance in my life. We when we think of small, we think of maybe insignificance, and yet that's exact opposite of, of God in his kingdom and how he views it. And in the small ways God shows himself. And this this grace and grit as we're unpacking these different parables, what we find is that the kingdom of God is very opposite. You know, when we talk about the kingdom of God, what that means is the rule and reign of Christ in our lives. And so Jesus, when he began to present his ministry about the kingdom, what we find is that smaller, actually, in Jesus' eyes, was, was actually a little bit better, you know, when Jesus talked about small, you know, he, he would talk about small people. He said, he would say this, I tell you the truth, if, if anyone wants to enter the kingdom of heaven, you've got to be like a child. Small. Small groups, you know, is something that, that we emphasize, right? In church, we, where Jesus said this, two or three are gathering in my name, I'm here. There's something about the smallness that's there to come. And, you know, our, our, our mission is to, to create Christ-centered communities. Communities, what do those look like? Well those are those are little groups, little little gatherings that happen. And throughout the year we we meet in living rooms and coffee shops and round tables. We summertime, some of you last night were driving along the bay and saw different beach fires that are happening. We're gathering through the summer. In our in our in our church here, we're having opportunities for different groups to get connected. And if you want to get connected to a group, we will help you connect as people that are wanting to host these little gatherings out on the beach and, and on patios throughout this summer. In our program, we have this thing called Doing Life Together, it's a summer edition where it's just saying, get together and, and read the parable of Jesus and talk about it and pray together and learn and grow together. So there's people in this room that, that uh, would love to invite you to that, so let us know, and we can get you connected to be a part of it, or just begin to invite people to be a part of it. Small small is, is really, can really be better and then today we're going to talk about small seeds, small seeds that can, can grow and develop. In it. And and so uh, this last, well, it's almost been a month ago now, our small group gathered at CTK Farms. And it was wonderful. They have a little program called Picnic and Pick. And for us, it was Picnic and Plant. We, and we picnicked at, as a group out there. And then we got to plant lettuce, and, and there was some weeding and some other things that we, we did as a farm. And we got a little tour of the farm. And, and by the way, this is open to any group that wants to do that, either your small group or a group of friends. Uh, I encourage you to go out and take a well, look. Here's, here's our team right here that we went out that day, and just and beautiful day and a beautiful opportunity. And uh, Kathleen, who was our, our host that night, she was such a gem. She was so great. And she held up kind of an imaginary box like this, and she says... Through each year, a box of seeds this size plants every, everything, and it produces up to 100,000 pounds of produce. And I thought about that in our lives, like, just in, in, in the smallness of something that's so packed in that it can, it can do incredible things. In fact, Jesus says this about the power of potential of something so small that can do, um, can just grow into amazing things. And, and this, is our, this is our parable this morning. It's the, the kingdom of heaven. He says, It's like a mustard seed planted in a field in the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. What is Jesus doing here? He's speaking in contrast. He's speaking. He picked. He tried to find, as Jesus would do along the path, like, a lot of these parables are very earth, earthy. They just, he would, it was very agricultural. It's very, you get like, here's a small little mustard seed, which he barely could probably even hold in his hand. He held it up and says, guess what? This will grow into a massive side, this one little seed. In fact, mustard seed plants, apparently they can grow 10 feet tall. Just a little, little tiny seed. And I think about the seed, how cool seeds are. You know, the very DNA of, of them are packed in this little seed. It has everything it needs in, in, its, in its DNA to grow To grow to its duration of its life cycle It's packed with potential It's packed with potential Well guess what we are too We're packed with potential Little old us If you don't believe that today Could you say that to your neighbor next to you? you're packed with potential Can you say that you're packed with potential Just nudge somebody there You're packed with potential Come on And here's the thought. Here's our thought for today. See, Jesus loves small because it's where he does his best and biggest kingdom work. Jesus loves small. He loves small. He loves, no, in the small does not mean insignificant. It's just filled with potential. The cool thing about the kingdom work is, is this? It's not that it's just small, it starts small. He wants to do the small work through us. You and I, little old you and I. In Luke 17, he describes this where he said he was asked by the Pharisees when the, you know, when the kingdom of God would come. And they, he answered them saying this, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor when they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is, is what? Within you. The kingdom of God is within you. That that sounds like a seed to me. That sounds like there's something within me. There's something small but not insignificant that God wants to do. It's packed. We're packed with potential and it comes through this seed specifically, the seed of our faith. Look at Mark, uh, Matthew 17, he says. Be, he says because you have so little faith, and he 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 maybe sounds almost like like wow you just don't have a little. But he's here's the potential. He says, truly I tell you, if you have faith, what as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now you read that, you're going. I don't quite a well, little intimidating, right? You know, if we are going to say, we all turn and we just put our hands up to Mount Baker and we say, you know, Mount Baker, move five feet, you know, left. You know, like it's going to do that. We know it won't. It's extreme. It's, But it's a, it's really audacious faith. He's really speaking of like, there's so much more that I want to do through you and accomplish through you. And so, and it's not always in, in the in the big ways. It's not always in the the grand ways, it's in the small things that' are so seem so insignificant, but they have such a, a really important purpose in what I want to do. So think about this for your life. Do you what what's your motivation with this? Do you, do you want to see something or do something great for God? Do you want to see him move in your life in significant ways? Do you want to see, God's kingdom work through you do you, do you want to see that your lives are making a difference I don't think we I don't think there's anyone here going nah I just don't I just want to live and breathe and just leave me alone now there might be some of you like like that's a good day <laughs> like I actually enjoy those days I get the breaks I get that but at the end of the day we're going to get super bored we're going to find ourselves not in a place to go no I I want my life to find purpose and value and meaning and Jesus is saying hey your faith is key there it's there's a there's a beginning part of it so in fact you could you could say this big faith begins with small starts big faith begins with small starts you you think of things that start that had successful starts to them or that they started small you know you think like mark zuckerberg you know with with facebook it's a bunch of nerds wanting to to get girls okay and so they started Facebook. That's how it going. So you know, Grandma and Grandpa, you're on Facebook. Again. Guess that. Well, that was a that was a that was a hookup site for 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 boys in college. Okay, that's how Facebook started. It started somewhere. You're like, oh, now I'm not sure if I want to use this. But that's that's where it started. Anyway, for um, uh, me, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to hear that. And and, and then and Abra- you know, Abraham Lincoln. Think about 719 words in the. In the uh, Emancipation Proclamation you know, four score and seven years ago 718 words, what did it do? Well it took a while, in fact we just celebrated Juneteenth, the freedom of, of, of African American slaves in the United States, it took, it took years for that to take place and even decades, but it was the beginning those words had power that started something but think about the 12, the 12 men or well, actually 11 men that started a movement called the church and here we are today I even look back at 1988. 54 people gathered in a little church in Laurel, Washington, that led to a Christ the King Church and across the across not only across the county here, across the country and around the world. Beginning points really do matter. Starting somewhere. Now, a lot of times when we start, we always want a good start. We always want a perfect start. You ever want you want early success? You know, if you accomplish, I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, your first try at something, you nailed it 100%. It's like going bowling, and you bowl a perfect game. If I started bowling, and I bowl a perfect game, I don't think I want to bowl again. I'm like, I'm not going to be, you know, like, if I, I might, oh, okay, I bowled 170 next time. I think I'm going downhill in my ability to bowl, right? Right. I know that sometimes we think of what's, uh, you know, beginner's luck or something like that. But we get hung up in trying to be perfect. But here's what I've learned with God is. God is not looking for perfect performance. He's just looking for partnership. He's looking for partnership with us. Will you Will you begin? You, you and I are packed with potential, but we're going, you know, God's grace and everything he's given it to us, but it's requiring a little bit of grit. It's a little bit of getting going and getting started. We're, again, we're not going to be perfect, but we're called to be obedient to his kingdom. I like what Zechariah put. He says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You have to start. <laughs> you know, we got great... Ideas and and opportunities, and we think of different things to do, but a lot of us are trying to get all our ducks in a row, and I've never, I never farmed ducks or carried ducks, but I don't think you can get ducks in a row. You might have heard, you ever tried to herd kitty cats, you know, kittens and stuff? Like, you're never gonna keep them all in the box at the same time. It's never gonna happen. But we have to start somewhere. So, a big faith has small starts, but know this, small faith can only grow big in the right conditions. It only can grow in the right conditions over time, right? So when you think about what you want to start, I don't know what's on your mind and your heart, you know, might be starting, taking some steps in education, it might be a career, it might be a ministry, it might be steps in your marriage, it might be steps you're trying to take. There's a starting point, that's good, you got to get out of the gate, but what is it going to look like? And as we go back to the illustration and the thought of a seed, man, it needs to be in good soil. It needs to be planted in, in the right way, That packed with potential, but really can't do anything until it's in the right Environment now. This is. I know this will sound a little silly when I talk about this, but imagine you want to plant a garden. Maybe last this this last spring, you're going. We're going to do a garden this year, and you go down to your your feeding seed and weed store or plant store or wherever you get your seeds and that. And you're, you got the seeds, and then four months later, you go out in your backyard and you look for what you've grown, and there's nothing. You're just absolutely discouraged. You're just so devastated. It's like, and you're frustrated, and there's nothing there. I mean, you wanted to at least make a salad for dinner, and there's no produce. There's nothing. Well, you kind of forgot to do something. The seeds are still on your kitchen counter. You never planted them. I know that sounds silly. But I want you to think about this. In your life, there's so many things that God's given you. His grace is part. We are saved by grace through faith. Saved. We we've got this potential in us. We've got this the work of God in us, and we keep it in the bag. We keep it in the packet. We don't do anything with it. We're saved by grace through faith. Faith is this action that we take that we actually will put the seeds in the soil for them to potentially germinate. Are we actually doing anything? with it. You know, Jesus tells another parable, the parable of the sower, about a farmer that goes and scatters seed. And I don't know back then how you do it. I know for some of us, when we're going to plant something, when we planted lettuce at the farm, they're like, we want it right here. And this, we had the little holes that were already there dug, and we knew exactly where to plant it. Sometimes in in ancient farming, they just like, okay, the farm, it's plowed over, let's just scatter the seed where it goes. And that description of that is what the seed of truth the seed of the gospels is is spread but it it needs to have really good environment for it to germinate. And so Jesus describes the different soils that to, for them to to plant. But I find for ourselves like we we can be like these different environments in our own in our own heart. You know, this, the this the soil of our our souls. And so Jesus says, you know, some seed was Scattered on the on the path, and what happened is people walked on it, got trampled on. You ever felt walked on and walked all over? That's what he's describing. It didn't have any ch- chance to germinate because it got it got it got uh, trampled on, and then it's the busyness, the things that other people came and, and, and stomped it out. You didn't even have a chime, you didn't even have a chance to really see anything develop. But you were at least you allowed that to happen. So I, the question is, you know, are you are you busy? So busy, you're not letting your roots. Grow up, And that's, that's why being focused on God's word, growing and developing each day is so important. He talked about seeds scattered on the rocky soil. And that's where they just didn't find root. You know, the, 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 it scorched them. There was no, there's no good soil. And so it just got, you know, troubles came and problems came and they just, it just wiltered and, and blew away. They didn't have any place to really grow and, and germinate because of the environment it was too harsh. And of course you know there's the third one is the thorns. I think this is the one we probably all can relate with is where we're planted and we're we're, we're starting to grow a little bit but there's also weeds growing around us and the thorns and the thistles and everything and you know if you have a garden if you don't weed the garden, guess what? The weeds become bigger than your plants because they're taking and sucking all the nourishment away. And you found that in your life that 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 stress and worry and anxiety and everything are, are, are zapping your life in such a way that you're you're actually shrinking spiritually because of that you're you're actually not growing and in fact you' you're, the worry and hurt can harbor bitterness in fact Hebrews tells us this about seeds it says see see to it no one no one falls short of the grace of God that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many so there's there's these, the soil of our soul is so important where Jesus says if you want to have a good heart is to, to evaluate the soil of your life. Is, are you in a good place? Is it a good environment that you're in? Because when it, that happens, it's going to lead to massive fruit in your life. What do you do in weeding your life? What are some deliberate steps? Well, we've got to go back and say, it starts small, incremental steps to protect and take care of the soil of your soul so the seed of faith can continue to grow. I, I've, I've heard this, phrase before, small things done over a long period of time create the greatest impact on our lives. John Wooden, a UCL basketball coach, I always look back and I love all that John stood for in excellence, but he was such a practical guy of work ethic to the, to the athletes, the basketball players. He said this one time, he says, when you improve a little each day, eventually big things occur. Don't look for the quick and, and the big improvement, seek the small improvement one day at a time that the only that's the only way it happens and when it happens he says it lasts we want to we want to see growth in our life but how many know we can shoot up and grow really fast like a weed does right and it's not worth anything but slow things over time bring greater results but it's incremental in our life and consistency is key Consistency in really everything is key, especially in our spiritual growth and life. And so when we talk about creating authentic Christ-centered communities, what we find is that not only are we to grow, but we are to grow together. I love how Paul says this in Romans. He says, that what this looks like, is says, I want, that. I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. What is he saying? We water each other's seeds. That we have an opportunity to, to be together, encourage each other, and lift each other up. And there's a little, bit of, a little bit of watering, a little bit of nourishment. When you hear of faith growing or a person struggling, or you identify with them, you connect with them, and you, and the Bible says, rejoice with those rejoice, and mourn with those who mourn. There's a, there's, a, there's, so, there's a connection. That's how we really grow spiritually and grow in faith. Sometimes my faith isn't very high. My faith is low. Someone comes along and, and builds my faith up, and then maybe the next week, I'm, I'm the one that is, is really filled and having a good week, and I can pour into you. And, and that's, that's that relationship we have. Your, your path to big faith is, 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 is wonderful, and there's and the environment encouragement toward one another is helping. And so you, the, the right environment really matters. But it's not going to be a perfect environment. In fact, I'm going to turn it on its head for us here of really where growth happens is that big kingdom faith actually is a pathway toward death. <laughs> if you don't believe it, trust Jesus' words. He says this, very truly I tell you, unless a, a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. In this context, Jesus, he's talking about his death that he will die, and the necessity for him to go to the cross to redeem the world, and we look at Jesus, and that's what he's going to do. But he also turns it on everybody else, and going, guess what? As I lead the way that way in that death process, you are do the same. If you want to have great faith, if we want to build a, a life that lasts, it there's a the, there's a pathway through that's death. Now, when we talk about that, if you want that life, and you want that growth, and you want that happening, guess what? That's pretty awesome. Now. When you're speaking to a little seed, you can go with me. In this little seed, that's a that's a tough sell, you know. Hey, little seed, you you want it, You want to grow big? You want it, You want to grow and have it, be a big tree and 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 you're gonna big trunk and you're gonna wonderful leaves and you're gonna beauty and people can sit under you and enjoy you. In fact, you're gonna have fruit and it's gonna feed a bunch of people. Guess what? You're gonna to have to die. <laughs> That's a tough sell to the little seed. But that's what's going to have to happen, this, this process that's going to happen of, of death. And we don't like to talk about death. We, we ignore it until there's a funeral. We, 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 we don't like this process of having go through this sacrifice. And yet, just what Haley prayed today in the Scripture says, you know, there's going to be suffering. There's going to be difficult. There's going to be challenges that we're going to go through. And yet, to get to that potential, there's a, a death process. That seed must die. It must break apart. It must find its place in this, in fact it, what it ends up doing, it, it becomes, it doesn't even become itself any longer. It becomes something else. It morphs into something that is in a process of greater and new but it, it, there's a death process. And that Jesus says this in John 12 of this process, says, anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in the world will keep it for eternal life. Yeah, you, we know this, right? You you can't have a resurrection, you can't have a newness until there's there's a there's there's death, there's burial, and then eventually leads to life. But the pathway is to death, and specifically that pathway of death is is brokenness, is brokenness. Brokenness I could say this is the pathway to abundance. That's what that seed is describing. It breaks apart and and it changes its its uh, its complexity it, or its composition. It's not small in, in, in this potential anymore, and that potential breaks through, but it's painful, and yet it's, it's necessary. You, and, and with it comes beauty and life and everything that's there, but it's, it's the brokenness in our lives. I, I love the little illustration. you probably heard this a few times where uh, you know, the, the people, you, know, you picture a guy in India carrying water from a well to the village, and he's got it over his shoulder. You know, he's got a bucket on this side and a bucket on this side. He's going along. And on one of them, there's a little hole in the bucket. And so he goes and fills, the, fills the, the water buckets, and he's carrying them along. He gets to the village, and he's got a lot of water left in this one. It he did slosh out and dumps that one, but he's only half full and dumping the other bucket. And day after day, day after day, day after day, he's got half bucket. Of course, you're probably thinking, why doesn't he fix the hole in the bucket? But what happens along the lines is along the path where that empty, that that the bucket with the hole is, beautiful flowers and different things are growing on this side of the path. And I think in our lives, that's I love that picture. is like in our brokenness and our pain and everything goes through, you see beauty come out of it. You see the cracks in our lives that show the beauty, the imperfections of our life. Actually, are showing, look what God's d- doing in our life. You think of character, right? We think of someone of character. Character. I don't know, you look at artwork and you look at different things that are broken that show beauty, the little cracks actually bring the character, bring the texture and bring the, 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 the things. So our scars physically, emotionally, they, they actually show of our life to the people going, yeah, we've had a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty that we've gone through, but look at the beauty that's left in our lives. And if you can't see that, that's... That's where there's still healing that needs to take place, isn't it? Because we're in the middle of it. You're like, yeah, I want to, I want some healing, but I got to get through this thing to get through to the healing. And we're all in, we're all in process. But if you're, if you're longing to, for that in your life, there has to be willing to put yourself in this kingdom work. There's going to be this death process we go through. But at the end of it, there's a beauty. There's a beauty. There's, there's life. Jesus says this, or, or Paul says, if anyone's in Christ, there's a new creation has come the old is gone and new has come this metaphorical or metamorphosis that takes place you know the the cocoon of a butterfly that turns into a butterfly it's the same kind of process that happens we go from death to life and it's not just a remodel to rebuild or refurbish life jesus says well the bible says it's a brand new life that we have that little seed is packed with so much potential and that's the pathway that jesus shows us through the cross at the end of the day, it's, it is surrender. is to give it all away and to give our lives, our little seed that doesn't seem like a whole lot, to say, Lord, will you take it? Will you use it? Will you do something to accomplish it? And it's not just, you know, through big events. You don't need reptiles to, you know, make it big in life. You don't need anything big to do it. It's us. It might seem small, but so significant. What God wants to do is acts of obedience that he wants to accomplish. I'm going to invite our team. We're going to have a time of communion. And as we prepare here for a moment, I want to, as our team comes, and thank you folks are serving us in a moment. We'll have you come forward uh, that you'll receive, and our team is coming. This is the question I have is, what is the one small step that will lead you to the bigger faith potential for your life? What is the one step that you're needing to take? Habakkuk has this thing. It says, write down the vision. Write it clearly so yourself and people can see it. Maybe this week you write down what is that next step that God's leaning you to take to the to the greater work He's doing. What are you needing to step into? Maybe it's stepping into a relationship. Maybe it's a stepping into a serving opportunity or a group or a, a challenge that you're facing that you need to go through. What, what's going to happen is you got to break out of your shell. You got to break out of the shell, and it's it's not easy. I mean, it's, it's kind of, well, a lot hard, right? Because that little shell, that little seed is, is wanting to stay protected. It's, it has all this potential. It has all this wonderful things. It has everything, but it's just a seed. It's not doing anything. It's not producing anything. If you want your life to produce something, you want something to, to come out of it, there's this process of letting go and surrendering and letting that seed die. Let it germinate into the right soil. Put yourself in the right environment for you to grow. As we look in a moment here and we contemplate what Jesus did, let's examine our own hearts. Is the soil of my soul good? Is it fertile? Is there there anything as we go and we hold and we contemplate, is there anything in our life that we're letting kind of tromp on our, our path? to stamp out are you are you letting voices of others of opposition are you are you letting things in, that that just squelch it away is there is there are you feeling kind of shallow right now and just the the scorch of life and there's just no there's no place for you to really grow is there are, is there weeds is there busyness some of the busyness is just quite frankly you need to clean it out of your life you need to simplify your life Maybe there's voices. Maybe there's editing you need to do. Say, Lord, I just, I want, I, I, you know, is there sin to confess? Is, is, is there unforgiveness? Is that is there the root of bitterness that needs to be ripped out so you can grow spiritually in this process of, of going from death to life? Whatever it might be. God has planted something within you. In fact, not just something, the very gospel, is very grace in you. What are you, you going to do with that? What is it specifically that God is calling you next to step into? Let's, 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 let's clear the way. Let's, let's have a time of confession with the Lord. And as you in a moment here, you're going to receive the, the cup and you receive the bread. It's, it's Christ blood that was shed on the cross you know talk about something small that you're holding here in a moment and how significant it is one drop of blood to forgive us all our sins that little cracker represents his body one body that was broken for millions literally billions of people on this planet to receive from death process to life so as you hold them take this moment of reflection with the lord and what he's done what he's accomplished Take some time. Say, Lord, I just wanna, I want to—I want my soil, my soul—to be in a right place, so that you can continue to do the growth that you want to do in me through your death that you brought life. So, as you're served in a moment, well, I'll come back up and we'll we'll eat and drink together. Go ahead and come forward now. Serve us. Thank you.
1: i one response I've got just one move with my arms stretched high I will worship you I've got one response I've got just one move
0: All what we hold right here it's so uh, it seems so I say insignificant but just not much to it in a sense it is, it's just crackers and some juice but it's so significant is it it's symbolic it's symbolic of the greatest the greatest gift you've ever received it is the body and the blood of Jesus broken put to death blood spilled out to forgive our sins. I want you to encourage you as you look at your own life and I don't know what you're doing and, and you're thinking about of your own heart, the soil of your soul and that seed planted that sometimes we think of the our problems are so big it's massive like there's no way we're gonna you know get that accomplished. it feels like a big mountain in the way and yet God's saying, I just seen a little. I just seen a little. I just seen a little faith. A little faith. That little that little seed that's in you. That oh I can do great things. Little seed, I can do great things and accomplish. But to get to the other side, to that life and that fruit of it, what we receive, the fruit and the blessing, comes through the death process. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He went before us and took our sin the cross to give us to give us new life through his death and Jesus when he did that he, he talked about his death he says this is my body broken beaten tortured pulverized for you in remembrance of my sacrifice let's do that together as a community thank you Lord thank you for your your body broken for us Jesus continued in his last moments, last time with his disciples in that last supper he said I'm not done, I've got a work I'm going to do, I'm going to bring completeness to your, your soul, I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to do such a work that as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world that it's my blood that we poured out and, and, and you could say there was only one drop of blood that was needed there was a lot of blood that was shed, Jesus shed for us. He says, my blood is a new agreement I'm making with mankind for the forgiveness of your sins. To purify you completely, completely to be cleansed. Drink in remembrance of me. Let's do that. Wow, Lord, just a little bit. Something so small. A little cracker, a little juice, something so tiny to remind us of something so massive, so much greater, so much extreme that nothing else could accomplish it. But your one body broke and put to death, your blood sh- shed, one drop, the forgiveness of all our sins. You did that work for us. And Lord, you went before us, and so now, Lord, as we go through to follow you, that we, all that you did, had been packed with this potential from death to life, and now we, as little seeds of, of the gospel planted in us, as, as, as soils of our soul, Lord, this, this work, Lord, you want to do in and through, but there's this process of death, just as you model to us that we must go for, forward in it you help us? Will you help us through what we need to do? Will you give us wisdom and guidance and strength, Lord? As that seed breaks apart and is watered and germinates and finds life and, and finds growth and that we can water each other's seeds and we can encourage one another and help each other. And, and Lord, just put ourselves in the environment of your word that feeds us and, and, and time and attention and, and weeding and everything that goes to see a fruition of our life, of what you are growing and what you are doing. Lord that 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 life would lead to a legacy of, of fruit in our lives that people can look back and see wow lord not how great we were or how great you were what you've done and what you want to accomplish to do little us lord Small little us, but we're so significant in your eyes that we want to do and accomplish. And so, God, as we go from this place, whether it's our work, whether it's our marriage, whether it's our finances, whether it's our parenting, whether it's our list of challenges even, and even opportunities, God, that we would go in that faith, just this little seed of faith and God that will grow and mature and yield incredible fruit, God, through our lives. What a privilege it is to see that happen in and through us we're packed with potential, Lord, because of you and all that you've done. We're so grateful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand as we close in this final song. You can pass your cups that I'll collect, and we want you to know we're here to pray with you. Folks are in the front and the end, and and uh, we just, we're here for you. We're here for you here today, and we'll be here for you next week at the American Legion Grounds. Uh, a mile from here, I hope you can gather with us. Let's close in this wonderful song together. Have a great